Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. This morning, um, we are going to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So today, our message title is going to be, You Are Salt and Light in the Dark World. So shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to come before you. And Lord, I just pour myself out before you, Father. And Lord, I ask that you just fill me up, Father, with your words, Lord, with your anointing, Father. Lord, I pray over each and every person, Father, that, Lord, that their ground be softened, Father, and, Lord, that they may receive every seed that is in this word today, Father. And not only will they be able to hear and receive it, Father, but that it will encourage them, strengthen them, Lord, and that they will be able to use it, Father, because, Lord, you have called them to be salt and light in the dark world. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Now, there are two attributes that we see that God has called us and designed us to be, right? And they are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Now, the salt of the earth, that's the doctrine of the gospel. It is penetrating, it is quick, and it is powerful. It changes our hearts or it should. <laughs> um, it is cleansing, it is purifying, it preserves us from rotting, and it disinfects and heals our wounds. See, saints of God, before we came to Christ, and even though we still are in Christ, we all have issues. We all have pain, we all have wounds, we all have things that have happened over the years. And see, the salt of the gospel, what that does is when you get into his word, you might be all broke up inside, you may not even know what you're supposed to do next, but when you get into his glorious gospel and you study that message and that word gets in you, it may sting. Just like when you apply salt on the wound, man, sometimes that can sting. That can make you want to cry out. But see, saints of God, sometimes that's what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to cry out and you just got to let that pain get in there so that the Lord can heal you, so that he can set you free, so that you can be seasoned with his gospel. Amen. So we are to be seasoned with his gospel. That's how we are to be salt of the earth. And we are to purify this world through our example of righteous living. And we are to share the gospel with others. That's what he's called us to do. It's not just good enough that we read and study it for ourselves and that we become seasoned ourselves. But we're to take what God has given into us and we're to disperse that to others. Amen? However, if you're not in your word, well, you're going to lose your flavor. And uh, that's not a good thing because uh, you won't be promoting purity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's not a good thing. You, you don't want to lose your salt. And here are some dangers that will happen 
if our salt loses its flavor. We will have an unrighteous lifestyle. Now, y'all know what that means, right? Uh-huh, living in the world. Uh-huh, yeah. And I know sin feels good. But see, as God's children, we're not supposed to be living like that. But if you don't have the salt of the gospel, it's only through Jesus that you can be pure. It's only through him that you can have seasoned salt. So if you don't have him in your life and you're not making him a priority, then guess what? It's going to be easy to fall into that temptation of sin and to fall into that unrighteous lifestyle. Another thing that it will do, if it loses its flavor, it will promote destruction rather than purification and grace. That means that you will hurt other people as well as your own self because you're going down the wrong path. So not only are you going to endanger your own soul, but you can endanger other people's as well. Jesus warns us, and we read this, that if our salt loses its flavor, it is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. And he also tells us, now this was strong here. He tells us in Luke chapter 14, verse 35, that flavorless salt is no good for the soil nor for fertilizer. So in other words, if your salt loses its flavor, that means doo-doo is better. Now, that, that, that's pretty strong. I, I don't know about y'all, but, but I read that. And I was like, oh, Lord. Like, I was like, okay, Lord, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to keep going on this path. I'm going to keep studying your word because, Lord, I, I want to have seasoned salt. Amen. <laughs> so, saints of God, to be salt of the earth, we must be seasoned with the gospel and with the salt of grace. Amen. And we must pour it out upon others. If we do not have the salt of gospel in ourselves, which means that if you are not studying and obeying your gospel, then your salt shall lose its flavor. It is only through the gospel that we can have righteous and purifying salt. The gospel message is a solid rock on which we stand. And without it, saints, you won't have a firm foundation. We are to be scattered as salt is upon the meat so that no matter where we go, we can share the gospel message to all. And what the Lord put in my, my mind with that is, think about when, now I don't mean to make you all hungry, and I promise I'll get you out soon, okay? But, but think about this with me. Okay, you got a juicy steak. Mmm, you know, whatever it is you want, filet mignon, prime rib, whatever, whatever your fantasy is, okay? So you got this nice juicy steak sitting there, and man, it looks good. It's all juicy, it's thick. And you're getting it ready, okay? And you want to put some salt on that meat to marinate it and give it some flavor. But let me ask you something. What good is it if you've got the salt shaker sitting there, but you go shake the salt and nothing comes out? What God said to me on that is he said that represents the church sometimes. He said, because the church, we're like the salt shaker. We all come together. We're all salt, each one of us. We're all salt, amen? So we come together. The church is the four walls. That's that salt shaker, okay? Now, we're all in there together. But sometimes, unfortunately, and it could be fear, it could be disobedience, but sometimes the salt wants to cling to the walls, to the church. Y'all see where I'm going with this, right? 
Yeah, yeah, when Jesus picks up that salt shaker and he's like, hey, there's some people over there that need to hear my gospel that need to be seasoned, and I'm calling you to do so. And he picks up that salt shaker and he gets shaking that salt shaker. Guess what? If you cling into that, guess what? You're going to just stay in that salt shaker. And see, God does not want you. Yes, we need to be in the church. Of course we do, saints, because we season one another, amen? And we need to be in the house of God. Jesus tells us that we're not to forsake the fellowship with one another. However, he has also called us to go out into the world. He has called us to be that light and that salt in the world. And you can't do that if you're not willing to go. You can't do that if you're disobedient and you're just staying in the walls. Because it's the people out there that need to hear the gospel. God has given you so much, saints. He has given you so much flavor and so much seasoning. And I know sometimes you may not see it for yourself. You may feel like, well, Lord, I don't know. I'm scared. I don't know if I can do it. But saints, you can do it. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And if he has called you to do so, then guess what, saints? The only one that can stand in your way is you. So I want to encourage you today, as you feel the Lord shaking that salt shaker, don't hold back. Say yes and amen, Lord. I'll go. I may not know what I'm supposed to say or what I'm supposed to do, but, Lord, I'm going to go. And he will honor you and he will bless you for that. Amen? Now, with that being said, now we're going to move on to the light of the world. Christ has called and designed us to shine like a beacon in the dark world. We are to be extensions in his ministry, carrying salvation to the ends of the earth. Now, this is essential to true discipleship, amen? Because just think about it, when you were lost, God used other people as extensions to carrying his salvation to you. So just as he's used other people, he's calling all of you to be extensions to his ministry. Amen? We should never hide our righteousness or the gospel message in a glowing city should hide its light at night. We are designed and called by God to be a burning light and to give light to others. So what I'd like us to think about is what would be an ideal image of being a light in a dark world? Well, I like to think about a lighthouse because a lighthouse shines out into the darkness and it leads the loss onto safe and solid ground. So God has called and designed you to be that lighthouse for his kingdom so that you can lead them to him. But unfortunately, saints, if we're disobedient and we're not willing to let our light shine, think about a lighthouse in the natural on the beach. Now, I know that times have changed, and they don't use lighthouses like they did back in the day, but see, in a spiritual sense, God changes not. So even though the world may change, he still doesn't. So... With that in mind, the lighthouse is still just as imperative in a spiritual sense. So what good is having a lighthouse on the beach and it's pitch black and there's ships that are lost out in the ocean, but they don't have their light on? They're living in fear. They're being disobedient. They're hiding out. What good is that? How are they going to see that light if we don't have our light on? So God has called us to be that light. And as I was praying over this, God, God just put this in my heart. And he said, you know, he said the lost are spiritually hungry and dehydrated. And when you think about people who are lost in, in life, they do become that way. They become hungry and dehydrated. They're searching for what they're looking for. Amen. But the sad thing is if they don't find what they need soon, they might start to experience a mirage of what they think is the real deal, but unfortunately it's not. It's just an imitation of what they're looking for. So in a spiritual sense, what that would, what that would be saying is that that mirage 
they're desiring something. They know something's missing, amen? But because the light isn't on, they don't know really which way to go, and they're just wandering out in the darkness, so they see something. Whoo, that looks good. Yeah, yeah, that looks good. That looks like the real deal, but what that represents is a false religion. They think it's the real deal, but unfortunately, it's not saints of God. And the Lord just put it in my heart. He said, you know, he said, they become desperate. They become desperate. They can fall into deception. They can lose their despair or loss of hope. And saints of God, if they don't find ground soon, they may even perish. And that's why it is so imperative. It is so imperative that we have that light shining. Because if that light isn't shining, they're not going to see that light. And since it's not his will that any shall perish, then we need to have that light on. And sometimes, and I hear people say it, and you all probably have as well, is, you know, sometimes Christians tend to focus on the darkness. Oh, the world's so dark. Oh, this is going on. Oh, that's going on. And you know what, saints, that may very well be true. There is a lot of darkness. But you see, God has called you to be light. So therefore, where you are, that darkness is supposed to be expelled and be out of there. But if you're hiding and you're, you're focusing on that darkness, then guess what? Your light gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Don't be a dim light, saints. He didn't call you to be that. Amen? Shine bright. Turn your light on. Turn your light on. That's very important. But back in the day, and as I was studying for this message, God had me to study up on lighthouses and the different positions that people had in the lighthouse and their demands and duties that were required of them daily because there's work that's got to be done in order to function properly. So they had a lighthouse keeper and they had a lighthouse assistant. Now, the lighthouse keeper, he was the boss. He was the one that gave out the daily chores, the demands and the duties. So in a spiritual sense, Jesus is the lighthouse keeper. But we are the lighthouse assistants because we assist him in his work. We are to submit under him and be obedient to his orders. Now, there were certain demands and duties that the lighthouse keeper would give daily to his assistants. And those things had to be done. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about the demands and duties that God requires of us daily in order to be a lighthouse for his kingdom. So our first demand and duty we must keep our lighthouse clean inside and out, as well as make necessary repairs. Now, we do this by studying and obeying the salt of the gospel. And as I have said earlier, we all have repairs. We all have things in us that need repair daily, saints. That's why we need him to renew our minds daily. Because we sin every day, and we all have those things. We all have those cobwebs and those dark corners in us that, that he's got to clean out. But we have, to, we have to do the first step. We have to be willing to follow through that duty before he can clean us out. Just like Asia said, you've got to be willing to turn that bowl over to get filled. But if you're walking around with it down and you're not willing to do it, then he, he can't. Amen? The second demand and duty we must keep the lens on the light clean. And we do this by allowing the Holy Spirit to wash off all impurities in us so that our light will shine brighter and with more direct. Now, if you think about a glass, and I know Pastor Tim preached about windows last week, about the importance of what's going on behind the window, but I'm also going to talk about the window on the outside. If your windows are dirty and they have grime and gunk, and what that represents is, um, worries of this world, 
okay? So if your window has all this film and all this gunk on it, you might have a very bright light going on, but it's not going to be expelled out as clearly and as direct because all that film is in the way. So saints of God, we have to, we have to repent daily, and we have to allow him to cleanse that off of us, saints, because we all have it. None of us are exempt from it. I have it, you have it, we all have it. So that is a daily thing. So we must allow him to clean us and to clean off those impurities so that our light will shine brighter. The third demand and duty, we are to keep our oil reserves full. Now, saints of God, this is critical because this is related to the amount of word and spirit we have. Now, with that in mind, the wick is also critical because, see, if you're not trimming that wick and it's inadequate, and it's not right, then what happens is you're going to have dull and uneven spots. And saints of God, it's so important that not only do we have that oil of the Spirit pouring into us, see, sometimes you just got to get that old oil out. You all know what I'm talking about, right? That oil becomes polluted, you know, you go about your day, and sometimes that oil gets polluted, but what you got to do is you got to pour out that old oil and allow him to fill you with his holy anointing oil so that you can burn brighter. And not only that, but the thing of it is, if your wick is dirty and uneven and untrimmed, then you got to get that trimmed off because if you don't, your flame's not going to be as bright. So you may have the oil, but if you're not getting trimmed, that kind of defeats the whole purpose, doesn't it? we got to have both saints. we got to have that word and that spirit because it's only through that that we can be filled and it's only through that that we can burn. Amen? The fourth demand and duty, we are to always, 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 always be ready for God's service no matter what the call may be. For we never know when he will call us to work, saints. We are not only to respond to his call, but we must be obedient and following through with his orders and not our own. Now, saints, this is very important. And what I want to share with you, I found this as I was doing my research, and it's going to blow your mind. Back in the day when lighthouses were functioning, you know, when the storms would come in especially and the sea was rough, sometimes there would be people out in the ocean. Now, they're aiming to come into the land, but because of the, the treacherous weather, Sometimes the lighthouse keeper would call the assistant to go out and give them a hand and rescue them and bring them in. Now, in the spiritual sense, think about it. There are people out there, out in the ocean, amen? God has specifically called you and designed you to rescue people. However, God hasn't called you to rescue everybody. There are some people, saints, they see that light. They know, you know what? I need to turn around and I need to go to that light because it's dark out here and I'm going to get lost. However, just like the, the captain on that boat has a decision to come in, so doesn't that person. They have a decision. Do I want to come to Christ or do I want to deny him? Do I want to go to the truth or do I want to live in the lie and in the darkness where I can hide? They've got to make that choice. But see, Jesus knows who's made that choice and who hasn't. Because he's already been working in their hearts, and he knows who's ready and who's not. So, saints of God, sometimes what can happen is people, they'll see people out there, and God's saying, just let your light shine. They're not ready to be rescued yet. Stay still, persevere, let your light shine. But unfortunately, sometimes 
we kind of get that attitude, well, God, you know, you anointed me, ba ba ba, and, you know, I, I'm just going to go and, and step above that, and, and I'm just going to go and minister to them above what you told me to do. But you know what, saints, there's danger in that. Because back in the day, these lighthouse assistants, if they went outside of their boundaries, see, there were boundaries that you were not allowed to cross. And if you went outside of your boundaries, you were in danger of drowning. You were in danger of getting out in the darkness yourself and needing to be rescued yourself because you got out in a territory that you were not supposed to be in. So saints of God, it is imperative that we be obedient to Christ. Now, he is calling all of us to be a shining light to everybody. That's for everybody. But he may not specifically be calling you to go above that at that moment because he knows exactly who the right one is and when that season is for them to come into his kingdom. So we must keep that in mind, saints. We must stay in the boundaries. We must be obedient to him. Amen? The fifth demand and duty, and the last one. When storms come in and heavy fog rolls in, we must eat work even harder with more perseverance. This is not a time for us to hide in fear, but to be strong and courageous. And what storms represent... And it's very interesting that we were talking about them this morning. Storms represent those trials in our lives. And we all go through them. You're either going through one right now, about to go in one, or just coming out of one. And saints of God, it can be so hard in those storms. I was going through a storm as I was preparing this message, and that's why this message is dear to my heart, because it encouraged me. We all go through those trials. And a lot of times when we have those storms, fog also rolls in. Now what fog represents, fog represents those times when you know what God said to you. He's given you a word, amen. He, he told you, I've called you to do this, or this is going to happen. But see, saints, his time is not our time. So sometimes we may be waiting for something for a while. And when those storms come in, sometimes if we're not careful, fear and doubt can come in. And what can happen is you may not always see it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. If you think about fog in the natural, you're driving down the road, okay, and you know your destination where you're going, but it's very foggy, and you may not be able to see the signs. You may not even be able to see where you're going, but that doesn't change the fact that that place is there. Just like in the spiritual, you may not always see that word being manifested before your own eyes. You may not see it visibly, but it is there spiritually. It is done in his name, saints of God. And what we have to do sometimes in those times, we just have to keep going. We just have to keep our eyes on Christ. We can't allow that, that fog and that gloom to keep us down. And sometimes even in fog, even sound can even be hard to distinguish. But saints of God, it's in those times that we are to sound a horn. And just like lighthouse assistants back in the day when fog rolled in, they had to sound a horn so that the ships that were lost in the ocean wouldn't only see the light, but they would hear where the lighthouse is. Now that sounding the horn, what that represents is that represents praise and worship with prayer and thanksgiving, praising him through. And saints of God, that's what he's calling us to do. That even though you're going through the storms, and I'll tell you, some of these storms can be horrific. Some of these storms, you may just feel like you're having tsunamis beating against you. You may feel like you're standing in the middle of a hurricane. But saints of God, if you just praise your way through, keep your eyes on Christ, praise your way through, 
Claim those things that he said to you. Don't waver from them things. Be obedient in those demands and duties daily, saints of God. You will overcome because you are more than the conqueror, saints of God. You are more than the conqueror, and you have to believe that for yourself. So no matter what may be going on, no matter how you may be feeling, you are more than the conqueror, and you know what? You will arrive to your destination. And you know what, saints? Through that, people will see, not only see that light in you, but that they will hear you praising and worshiping. And see, what that says to the dark world is, they say, wow, look at her. She's going through something like that. Wow. But yet, they're still smiling. They still have joy. How can you have joy? How can you be joyful in a time like that? And it's because of Christ. So see, saints of God, when you have a smile on your face and you keep persevering and you keep pressing through those times and not letting what anybody says about you or anything stand in your way, those people who are lost, they're going to see that in you. And they're going to want what you have. They're going to see your good works. They're going to see that in you, saints of God. And you have to believe that for yourself. You have to believe that for yourself. They will see it, and they will be drawn to it, saints of God. Amen? It's only through Christ, though, that we can have that light. But because of that, there will be many eyes upon you. Now, there are two kinds of responses that will happen when people see the light in you. Now, the first one is the positive. Now, we love the positive. Oh, yeah, the positive's great, man. Man, that just makes you want to break out. And worship even more when you get those positive, you know, they admire you, they rejoice, they study to imitate you, they desire to have what you have. But what about when the second response comes in? The negative. Yeah, those don't feel too good. They hate you, they criticize you, they spread gossip about you. Those don't always feel very good, saints. And it's hard when you're going through that sometimes because we are human and we hurt. And when people are spreading gossip about you and they're being nasty towards you and you didn't even do anything to them. You didn't even do anything. All, all you did was just, you know, do your work, show kindness, mind your own business. But it hurts when that happens. But saints of God, I want to encourage you that regardless of how people respond or treat you, let your light shine. Let your light shine so that you can give glory to your Father. Don't worry about what they're saying. Don't worry about how they feel because you know what, saints, unfortunately, there are going to be people that are going to reject. They rejected Jesus. And if they rejected him, they will reject us, saints of God. But we can't focus on that. We have to focus on him and his kingdom. We have to focus on being a salt and a light into the world. We have to focus on the lost that do want Jesus. And believe me, there are people that are hungry. They're crying out right now. They don't even know which way to go. But they are searching. And God has called you to reach out to them. You're not responsible how others treat you, saints, but we are responsible before God and how we treat others. And you want to show people the light? You bite your tongue and be kind to them when they're being nasty to you. And that is hard to do. And saints, I'm, look, 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 I haven't, I haven't fully accomplished it yet, okay? I'm not saying I've accomplished it. You know, I've got to pray my strength in the Lord at times. But it's imperative that we do that. It's imperative that we bite our tongue and still show them love regardless of how they treat us. Amen? Amen. We must have good works and be good to others that glorify God. For he 
and he alone is a true source of such good works, saints of God. We can't do anything good but without him. He's the only one that can fill us. He's the only one that can give us strength to face those storms. He's the only one that can pull us through. He's the only one that can give you joy. And there are days, saints, when sometimes you just get out of bed and, I mean, it's just all you can do is cry. Sometimes you can't even get the prayers out. And I understand because as I was preparing for this message, I felt the same way. And I started slipping into fear. And God had to reveal this message to me and say, Erica, turn your light on. Turn your light on. Don't worry about how other people treat you. Don't worry how other people may respond. And that is hard, saints. I know it is hard. Trust me, it is hard. (laughs) But you know what? With the help of Christ, you can overcome anything, saints of God. Amen. You can overcome anything. So I would like to close with this. God has called you to be salt. And he has called you to be light in the dark world. But in order to do that, we've got to be obedient to his demands and his duties daily. This is a daily thing. And you can't just be obedient in one area and not in the other. You can't just have one without the other. Because what's the sense in keeping the lighthouse clean inside and out if you're neglecting the window that the light's supposed to be shining out of? Or what's the sense in having adequate oil if your wick is messed up and it can't even burn because there's so much junk and, and debris on it that it can't even, the flame won't even start up on it. Saints of God, this word's for me too. This is in no way to, to um, criticize or make anybody feel bad. This word is to encourage you. This word is to encourage you because saints, I struggle sometimes too. I do. I struggle sometimes, too. Just even getting up here today, I felt so nervous. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I want to do this. And I got to tell you, there are times that I don't always feel called. But I know in my heart that I am. And you may feel that way too, saints of God. You may look at yourself at times and feel like, Lord, I I don't feel like I have anything to offer. But you do. You do. You have so much inside of you, saints of God. And if you would just be willing to let go of the fear and the doubt, if you would just be willing to, to just ignore that storm that's going on for just a moment, Don't worry about the fog. Don't worry about the storms. Don't worry about your enemies. But if you could just take that moment and just focus on God and his goodness, I know he has spoken to each of you about what he has called you to do. He has put a beautiful plan and purpose in each of you, saints of God. And God cannot lie. So if he said that he's called you to do that, then guess what, saints of God? He's called you to do that. It is in you. He's already anointed you. He's already given it to you. All you have to do 
is just keep that in your heart. Keep that in your mind when you're going through those times. Claim that word over and over again that he's given you, even if you have to say it a hundred times. That's okay, saints. You keep saying it over and over. Yes, I, I know what's going on. I see what's going on in my life. I see that loved ones I've been praying for for years to give their life over to Christ. I see that it just seems like it's not getting better. It's not getting worse. But saints of God, remember what God said to you. Remember what he promised you. And praise him. Praise him, even though you don't see it with your eyes at that moment. Praise him, saints of God, because it is done. It is done. And just like the fog lifts, so will it in a spiritual sense. And your eyes will be open again, and you will see it manifested, saints of God. And when you do, you will rejoice, and you will be so glad that you didn't give up. So I just want to encourage you in that, saints of God. I want to encourage you to study, continually study your word of God. Continue to allow him to season you and heal you. Don't, don't be afraid of, of what's hidden inside of you because he sees it anyway. Let him, let him sprinkle that salt on you. Even though it may sting, let him sprinkle that upon you so that you can heal, saints of God, so that you can be made whole and that you can be full of season, full of flavor, ready to disperse his glorious gospel message to all. Because if you don't have the salt, you won't have the light. And without the light, your salt is flavorless. And I want to encourage you in your prayer time. Should be our heart's cry to have salt that's seasoned and full of flavor. And to be a shining light in the dark world. And I just want to encourage you, pray for those who are lost. Because saints, they are all around. Pray that the Lord will just daily cleanse you. Keep those duties and demands daily. And just ask the Holy Spirit to just have his way in you so that he can use you as he sees fit. And it may just be that he's just calling you to let that light shine. And he may send somebody else to wheel them in. Or he may be calling you to wheel them in as well, saints of God. But no matter what, always let your light shine. Always let your light shine. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.